Hey, and welcome to the Marketing Automation Podcast by Active Demand, your weekly dip into the world of marketing automation, where you get tips for your agency, SaaS product, or B2B company. I'm your host, Adriel, and why don't we get it started? So, Sean, I don't, I don't know if you've seen it yet or not, but uh, uh, I just watched this Bandersnatch uh, movie. I think you'd call it a movie on Netflix. And uh, one of the interesting parts about it was that uh, it's a choose-your-own-adventure. You get to, uh, to kind of guide the movie on, on how it goes, but at the same time, the movie kind of guides you in, in where you can go. <laughs> hmm. And uh, uh, it kind of felt like uh, when he was describing the paths that people can take, it kind of felt like, uh, some some of the marketing automation that we do sometimes in that <clears throat> we we define out like hey if this person is doing this kind of a thing let's let's give them a couple of options they might do this thing or may, they might do that thing and they get to they get to experience different marketing uh kind of as it goes along i mean it kind of uh sorry go ahead yeah it's sort of like a a uh, a, a choose your own buyer journey uh, it's analogous to a, yeah. a choose your own buyer journey so to speak right yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I'm on calls. Like, I get I had a call this week with a uh, with a with a prospect, and I go through my demonstration about what we do with um, uh, with uh, personalization, dynamic content, adaptive content, that type of stuff. And you know, his comment to me was, "Is you know, is this is this all just uh, a vaporware? Are you actually doing pulling this stuff <laughs> off?" Like I, I, you know, his mind is like completely blown. Like in, uh, and when I was reflecting, I thought, you know, why, why did I get that response that he thought it was vaporware? And I think it was because, in his mind, uh, when he sees what we're doing, uh, all he sees is the, uh, you know, the infinite journeys. And did I think of all the journeys? Did we think of all of the journey journeys, map them every single journey out, provide adaptive content for the infinite number of paths and control all of it? And uh, the answer is, of course not, right? I don't think yeah. that there's a, I think similar to your your discussion, uh, your, your point about this uh, choose your own journey uh, movie, uh, the end of the day, there's a story there. Right. And the story, there is a, a finite number of, uh, of paths, but you let the user um, uh, sort of walk through the path and give him the tools he needs to succeed. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, one of the parts of like, I hope I'm not spoiling the movie for anyone, but uh, <laughs> the, the main character in the movie like goes insane trying to uh, trying to figure trying to add all the paths for all the things. And uh I haven't tried that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm too pragmatic of a person to try that with uh, with uh, with market automation. But I've gotten close. There's been a couple of times actually with uh, with our uh, personalization. There's been a couple of times where uh, I've had to step back and take a look at and reflect on what's really working and what's really having the impact for our users. Because as soon as you start layering on. Uh, even a couple of the lenses, the the paths are infinite and crazily complicated. Yeah, <clears throat> and I, I I think I I told you the story before, and I've had this I've I said the same story about um, sort of a personal experience I had when I was uh, going through grad school. Before I went to like I'm an engineer, and when I was going to uh, study when I was going through my undergrad, I was very passionate about, um, I'm going to get really techy here, uh, linear algebra, uh, uh, was very multi-dimensional calculations. And I was very passionate about these, these, these calculations and the impact from 
uh, in my mind, was robot vision, right? I was thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to use these tools. I'm going to focus my my research on on robot vision. And then when I got to grad school, my first course in robot vision, they said, you know, okay, throw all that linear algebra crap away. We're going to take an organic approach. And the organic approach is, he says, the example they gave me was, is they put a cup on a table. And he says, uh, taking the linear algebra approach, we're going to calculate, okay, I'm this far from the table. I can do vectors and I can tell the robot exactly where that, that uh, cup is. But he says humans and animals and things in nature don't do that. Nobody actually knows where the cup is. They, you know, you'll see a bird tip its head to sort of get an idea uh, that it is a cup and then uh, where it is in three-dimensional space. And then there's this whole adaptive process of reaching and discovering where the cup actually is. And when you reach to get the cup, it's only when you touch the cup that you actually I don't know where it is. So it sort of made me think about this and how I reflect on marketing automation and journeys is you don't need to map out every cup. You don't need to map out every every journey to get to the cup. But I think you have to start with the end in mind and define what is the end goal and then look at some of the, the processes or what are the little rocks that they could end up jumping on while crossing the river to get across the river. Right, and let them choose their path as they go through it, and give them some guidance uh, uh, during the process. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think starting with the end in mind, starting especially when you mentioned like some of the rocks and that kind of thing. I think uh, doing a little pre work, talking to sales, understanding uh, where customers get hung up, what stages they get hung up, and why they get hung up there is uh, is really important because marketing automation shouldn't just be personalizing for the sake of personalization it should be personalizing for the sake of really nailing it out of the park on answering uh the problem that that prospect has at that stage so if they have a problem with pricing um you you give them options at the correct stage with the correct uh language right rather than just gen generic stuff all the time yeah, exactly. And like uh, one of the paths that we optimized for was <clears throat> we were seeing a lot of people coming into our site from uh, uh, CRM vendors, right? So mm -hmm. let's a case a CRM vendor has a link to us and uh, they, they come to our website. And, uh, and when I when we thought about this path, I was thinking, okay, well, what's the, what is the pain that this person's uh, uh, experiencing? And it isn't the, uh, you know, the automation. The pain at the point is, is I have a CRM and is this tool going to actually work with it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so how we personalized the path was very heavily layer in all of the discussion throughout the entire website dynamically that we integrate with the CRM and take that off the table. Then we can focus on the actual capabilities because the end in mind for us, of course, is getting the sign up for a trial. Yeah, exactly. That uh, it was really that was a, a st something that we found with reduction as well. When we when we took a look at our uh, our, our personas, our signals that we we're getting in, uh, some of the business styles, some of the titles of people that were coming in, none of it mattered if they were coming in off off one of those CRM links because that part. Uh, the interesting thing about that it was that, like you mentioned there, it was the most important thing. So we could take all these people and reduce them down into. We need to tell them that our that we integrate with that CRM. That is the most important thing that marketing can be doing right now, and it's the most impactful thing that we can be doing. 
And it's a lot easier to set up for, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and it there isn't infinite paths. If you, it's it's actually fairly well defined channels uh, with, uh, I would say, signals that come in that we can identify uh, or categorize rather. And you'll see that the categories start end up folding in on themselves, and they have a uh, common problem. You know, and with that common problem, we can, it isn't just about personalization, throwing their name up on the screen. It's about uh, positioning that content to take that problem off the table. And it's never mind persona, it's somebody with that problem, right? It's why well, have this problem? Let's put that buyer into the picture and show them that we can, we, we have, uh, that isn't a problem if you're walking with us. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, um, you mentioned uh, goal setting is like a, a first step, taking a look at what uh, what what the goal of marketing automation is, what you want to see as an impact. I think one of the things that um, that we at Active Demand did that was was really important was actually take a look at and document the signals and group them together, because there's there's a lot of signals that we're actually tracking. We're tracking. Uh, certain key phrases people are mentioning on phone calls. We're tracking clicks, like you mentioned, from CRM vendors. There's lots of these different things. And uh, without that that important step of documenting which signals we were looking at, uh, you run into these, these uh, edge cases where sales might ring you up and say, hey, this customer saw this ad. I don't know why they saw that ad and no one really knows. The system is is undocumented. So I think like documenting those signal groups and, and putting them into like purposeful groups is really important to uh, uh, let everyone know how the system works and make sure that it's documented and well understood and not black magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think as well, uh, one of the things that uh, as digital marketers, we spend a lot of time um, inferring things, right? And uh, the reality is this whole, it is an inference model that we're talking about. We can infer that somebody who came from this specific site uh, has this specific problem. Um, there is other signals that can be uh, from a categorization perspective that are, uh, I think, uh, uh, removes the, the inference and becomes the truth, right? If somebody uh, on a phone call says, look, this is my problem, and you're able to uh, analyze that and pull the stuff out of the, uh, out of the call uh, and give that of higher importance than say something that is more inference based, the model becomes a lot realer or if the say, or I should say more accurate, the, um, yeah. uh, or if the salesperson got on the phone and he said, okay, by the way, you know, what does, uh, what is your specific problem? And the person verbalizes it and he puts it into the CRM, you know, that's fantastic data that needs to be closed, pulled back into the marketing system to to uh, drive a more, I guess, less inference model and more of a truth or fact-based model for uh, for the adaptive content. Oh, yeah. And then uh, use marketing that backs up that salesperson that uh, that matches what they were saying, that uh, that hits on that problem that they uncovered with that client. Yeah, I mean, if the salesperson gets us an explicit uh, uh, issue or uh, feature that uh, the client's looking for uh, verbally from them, that's got to be taken as gospel instead of they clicked on this page or they might have done something that was ah, kind of where like our educated guess is, is just not good as good as uh, uh, verbal, but it can be done at scale. Yes. And uh, it's about patterns. Like you, were, you, you mentioned about uh, collapsing or finding or simplifying. Uh, it's a case that, uh, uh, you know, 
let's let's just salespeople are going to have oh you know they wanted it to be fuchsia or I needed it to have a a uh, uh, in Comic Sans or <laughs> or something esoteric. Uh, eventually, patterns will emerge, right? And it's a case that once the patterns emerge, then we can take action on these common patterns and collapse. So we're not chasing our uh, our tail on every little esoteric journey. But again, it's about, uh, and this is something that humans do a very good job at is uh, analyzing data, right? So or, uh, analyzing these signals. And you talked about the process of, you know, gather the signals, categorize the signals as humans uh, and make educated guesses of which one's important. Then, you know, just like science, it's uh, it's an experiment. You put the data, put the model to, to test and see see what the the impact is. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, one of the one of the things that uh, that we did as well after after we did that signal grouping um, was to uh, to kind of map out our uh, our channel and concept pairings, if you would like pairing like a really nice steak with a red wine or or fish with a white wine. I mm-hmm. think that's I think that's how you. I'm not a professional <laughs> pairer of wine, by the way. <laughs> I think beer goes with everything. Yeah. <laughs> as a Canadian, beer goes with anything, <laughs> even curling. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, for, for us, uh, it was it was about pairing the uh, uh, what the signal groups were with the channel and the concept or content that we're going to pitch towards them. So uh, if you know, if that user comes in off that, uh, that CRM link, not only uh, changing the content on our website to talk about how we work with that CRM, but if they leave to make sure that, uh, you know, we're remarketing or retargeting them using advertising to talk about, again, that insight that we gained, which was uh, for, for that particular user uh, that we work with that CRM, right? Um, so uh, just the, 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 now this is, a, this is a very common marketing activity, like uh, doing a, a, a large uh, table with uh, uh, marketing channels and concepts is not anything groundbreaking or new. But when you pair it with signal groupings, it's it's kind of interesting because it's a different way of uh, doing actionable marketing. A lot of marketing, they say like, oh, yeah, we're going to get this perfect persona and here's how we're going to market to them. But the, there's no way to trigger it. There's no in uh, uh, on it. That's that's really easy to do. You end up uh, advertising on a magazine that has, you know, 50 percent CEOs and hope, OK, let's put our CEO messaging on the magazine. But this is way better because we're using individual signals from the user as the targeting to start the marketing towards them. Yeah. And instead of doing thinking of, okay, you know, this is Bob, the uh, Bob, the salesperson versus Mary, the uh, uh, Mary, the, um, the the design person, you know, it's it's regardless of who they are. You know, it's the actions that they take, the things they talk about, the things that they touch, the things that they chat, the things that are important to them, regardless of the of the persona that's going to uh, define uh, what's important to them at that specific stage of the journey. And if you adapt the content and uh, and I think that's sort of the, the magic is being able to adapt advertising based on these non-web based uh, 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 signals is is absolutely is super powerful. Yeah, I think in in the end, uh, really what we're trying to do with personalization here is just to ensure that we have 
like the, there's there's these odd little gold nuggets that we find in personalization where it's like yeah we, if we know like for ours if we know that person's coming in from that that CRM page we know that they they have that question burning in their back of their head about how well we integrate with that CRM so we need to make sure that they're they're crystal clear that we uh, we do it so I think you know finding those nuggets and making sure you nail them out of the park is uh, is super uh, super important to this kind of thing. Yeah, and don't get hung up on um, you know defining uh, infinite number of journeys. Just think about it's like I mentioned the analogy is uh, there's a river, there's rocks. You know, of course, people are gonna maybe they're jumping from that rock to that rock. Maybe they're gonna jump in by accident and, and get wet. So be it. Or help them get out of the water <laughs> and find find their uh, find a spot where they can rest and dry, uh, and then use the 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 actions that they've taken to get there to make it so they're jumping less to get to that end goal line, get them, uh, get them some help, build them a bridge. You know, it's, it's not infinite paths. It's, uh, it's the behaviors that are going to guide you in uh, uh, using adaptive content correctly. Thanks for listening this week. If you think someone else at your company should listen to this podcast, send them the link activedemand.com forward slash podcast. We've also got lots of great articles on our blog that go into really specific, in-depth topics to help you out. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like covered, shoot us an email at support at activedemand.com or send us a tweet. Thanks again for listening and have a killer day making your business better through automation.